This episode of the Enhancement Talent is brought to you by New Championship Belts. When creative is stagnant and you have no place else to go, just create a new belt. It works every time. This week on the Enhancement Talent, we go through the last bracket of our tag team tournament to determine the fourth and final team in our tournament final. Join us as we determine the best tag team in AEW slash Ring of Honor history. All right, thanks again for listening to another episode of the Enhancement Talent Podcast. I'm your host, the man in the rafters, the one they call Tony Lopez. With me tonight, as always, the other half of the amazing Lopez Cousins, Dr. Bob Lopez. How you doing tonight, Bob? I'm doing great, sir. How about yourself? Doing good. Doing good. Um, just, you know, working, living the dream, I guess. Nothing really new to report. How about yourself? How does one celebrate 420 up in the rafters, Tony? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. You can't really do much up there because the sprinkler system's up there, so you get you have to be uh you have to be uh sensitive to it. So not really much so uh, four twenty action going on up in the rafters. You didn't invite the Godfather and Rob Van Dam and Matt Riddle up there with you. <laughs> no, no, won't be having any of that. It is four twenty. Since you're up today. in there, since you're up in the rafters. I do have a question for you, a more serious question, since you, you, sure. you know it all up in the rafters there. Where the hell is Pac? Where has Pac been? <laughs> That's a good question. I think I'm back in England. He may be back in England. I'm having these Maybe issues just... like half the other talent. He may, he may be taking some time off. Maybe he's healing some injuries. He broke his nose, didn't he? I think he did. One of his last matches. Well, then he, he should just wear nose. that thing on his face like Brandon Culver has for three years. Yeah. Make it his gimmick, yeah. But, um... I was curious. No, I think he, he may be injured in, you know, nursing injuries or... Uh, like Adam said, maybe he's having some visa issues. I thought I had read somewhere that, yeah, his visa stuff is like... His travel stuff is kind of copy complicated so that it's been that way for a while where he's there for a period of time then he goes away then he comes back well that's why AEW is going to him in in August that's so right. you won't have to worry about that yeah, he should be there yeah speaking of people far far away huh. out in beautiful Cary Illinois the Warsaw blonde himself Adam Kalavik how you doing tonight Adam good it's only 40 miles it's not that far nah it's not too far I am about, I, about an hour. Yeah. Uh, this time of night, you could probably make it up here in 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, it, it was a, it was a, it was a, the one time I've been to your house, it was a pretty healthy drive. Very scenic though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Very, did, uh. Did you listen to Skid Row on your way out there? Oh yeah. Cause we nice. are the youth gone wild. Damn right. <laughs> Oh, war dicks. Oh, oh, oh. War dicks, exactly. 
my my uh, my daughter who uh, turns eleven tomorrow. She uh, she heard that song and she thinks it's a good song. I, yeah. I did not make the War Dicks reference though. Did you play your slave happy, to the grind? Happy birthday to your daughter tomorrow. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, happy bir- happy birthday. Uh, she asked me what my favorite song by them was, and that was my answer. Slave, slave to the grind. grind. Nice. It's a badass song. It is. It is. I think off uh, of the uh, uh, go ahead. off of the. Re- off of the underrated Slave to the Grind album, I think. That's right. Yeah. Uh, no, I was going to say that uh, Sebastian Bach is about as popular as uh, CM Punk is on the AEW roster right now. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> Thanks for the segue, Adam. I, I try. Yeah. Um, in the news this week, there's not a lot of news going on this week. I think the, the big thing that has been um, leaked or uncovered is that AEW is planning on having... And adding another two-hour show uh, to its roster coming up, um, which will mean that now they have five hours of television uh, every week outside of Ring of Honor, which streams on the Honor Club uh, website. Um, They have Dynamite, of course, on Wednesday nights uh, for two hours. Then they have Rampage for one hour on Fridays. And And coming very soon is a new AEW show called Collision, that will be on Saturday nights for two hours. Uh, I believe it will be in the 7 to 9 p.m. time frame on Saturday nights. Um, which will be cool because I can't remember watching um, Saturday night wrestling since, uh, you know, WCW was off the air. You know, really. WCW Saturday nights, I remember. That, that was cool as hell, watching wrestling from like 5 to 7 every Saturday night. Unless uh, shotgun Saturday night, if you want to, if you want to count that back in the day, the Tiger Ali Singh show. Yeah, uh, <laughs> nice. It was uh, that that was that that was basically superstars on a Saturday night. Yeah, it was shotgun Saturday night. I'm thinking Collision is going to be a little bit more than that. Um, from what the rumor mills are churning. You know, AEW is getting ready for the impending return of one CM Punk. And to get that return coming smoothly, um, they're trying to facilitate meetings between talents, namely CM Punk and the Elite, uh, to try and see if there's any kind of mending of the fences that can go, if these guys can work together, go out there and make the shit ton of money that they stand to make, if... They are two men such fences. Um, also, but, you know, there's other people who say who think that, you know, what CM Punk did after All Out last year uh, was just too much, and they're not willing to work with them anymore. So the rumor mill is uh, this collision show, which is, gonna, like we said, air two hours on Saturdays, is going to be the home of CM Punk and pretty much anybody else who's willing to work with him. Um, I'm not sure if that's 100% true, of course. You have to take the news that you hear uh, on the internet with a grain of salt. Um, I'm just hoping that a lot of the guys in AEW, you know, they, they, they probably have hard feelings against each other, but I'm hoping that they see the bigger picture and be like, okay, look, we don't have to like each other. But we do have to work with each other. 
be professionals, let's make a shit ton of money, and then once the match is done, you go your way, I go mine, and that's it. You know, that's how wrestling's been for, you know, since the beginning. You know, I'm sure that not everybody is shiny, happy people with each other when it comes to professional wrestling. This is no different. Um, but it would be kind of weird if AEW uses this new show just as an oasis for CM Punk and whoever's willing to work with them to, you know, do their own thing. That would be really weird. And honestly, I think it would be a bad look for the company because it just shows you that some of the people you have aren't, you know, willing to do the the right thing. And it would kind of reflect badly. Um, what what are your guys' thoughts on this whole uh, collision thing? Let's start with you, Bob. So if, like, Dynamite was raw and Collision was SmackDown, like, let's just say you put Punk and, and Andrade on on Collision, right? Because they've already pissed off Tony Khan on uh, on the first show. And, like, what happens if you piss off Tony Khan while you're on Collision? Like, does he go, like, you're fired, you're going to dark at elevation? You know, does he send you there? <laughs> yeah. You know? Or Ring <laughs> of Honor, who knows? No, because Colt Cabana's over there, so. Yeah, it's true. That's Can't true. do that. But um, I I've been wanting AEW to have a more television time for a while now, just because they got such a stacked ass roster. Um, you know, it's just like more, hopefully more time for other people because sometimes you get tired of seeing the same Sammy Guevara's and the Ty Mello and um, you know, a lot of the same characters here and there, and then you're, you're very limited on some of the other people. So it's like maybe you could finally bring back Miro and Andrade, like I mentioned earlier, or more time for a Lance Archer, or, you know, Brian Cage, like um, more television time for people that, you know, definitely deserve it on such a big roster like this. So hopefully that's what it does. And like you said, I think it would be a bad idea just to go ahead and separate everybody, especially like you mentioned. It's all about money, especially in a business like this. And. You know, everyone remembers what happened at at All Out, and and everyone happens what you know the the whole backstage drama and what what happened because of that. So, hey man, pe- people people love gossip, people love drama, so that's where the money is all about. So if you can make money off of it, go out and do it because that's what that's what it's all about. It's all about the green, man. It's all about the green. Yes. How about mm-hmm. you, Adam? Yeah, I agree with, uh, yeah, they, they do need more TV time. I find it interesting, too, in the wake of this, like, um, you know, all of a sudden, uh, they seem to be integrating talent more all of a sudden. Like, Sean Spears came back out of nowhere last week. Like, uh, Arn Anderson, uh, where's he been for six or seven or eight months now? Uh, he came out yesterday. Not that he's an active talent, but... You know, a guy like that, he hasn't been at camera. Bob mentioned some other names like Lance Archer and, and uh, you know, folks like that. All, all of a sudden, all these guys are popping up out of nowhere again. So it, it would just be good uh, just for the sole aspect of getting people on TV more. Um, because, yeah, their roster is, uh, I just think about the other day, just how stacked they are. I mean, uh, they just signed Commander uh, that, that that went out yesterday. So there's another name they add to the list. Uh, just a lot, a lot of talent. So I'm all for the show. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Luchasaurus is going to be coming back as, uh, as Abyss, and Christian's going to be the Sinister Minister. Yes. 
Ooh, nice call. Yeah. Nice. Bring back to Jerry, too. He's still rusty. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. Well, Mikey Whipper. Put him on uh, Forbidden Door. But, uh, they love yeah. stables. They do. <laughs> yeah, but uh, to make it an oasis for one person, I think, is... Uh, I hope that's not true. Um I, yeah, you don't you don't want it to be the CM Punk no, FTR I, show. No, especially really. you're right. That leaves a bad look, especially if he has alienated people. Uh, to give him his own show isn't going to help anything. Um, what I was reading was that uh, supposedly there was supposed to be a meeting with Punk and Jericho about uh, working together. So yeah. you know, I, I don't think uh, you can put. You know, uh, a metaphorical gun to people's heads. They work with this guy. Uh, he's going to make us money. Uh, you got to keep your talent happy. So if Jericho is willing to dip his toes in the water and and do a program with Punk, first of all, on paper it just sounds tremendous. It sounds like uh, that would be a great feud. I uh, can imagine the great promo exchange and build up to it. You know, maybe if they do a program and there's there's no issues, maybe then you. If you're Kenny Omega, you go, okay, I think I can work with this guy. You know, that's the thing. Nobody knows who's been talking to who and when and how often. Uh, yeah. Nor should they, really. It's, you know, one of the best things about wrestling is the element of surprise and, and getting shocked. So, you know, someone might even be floating that out there just to add more fuel to it. So, but... At the end of the day, it's good news if you're a fan, just because, yeah, that's more content. You get to see uh, more of the roster in action. So, uh, obviously, uh, all the naysayers who say uh, every day that AEW is dying, uh, I, I guess they must be if TNT's willing to give them five hours uh, a week on their network. They must be in real deep trouble. Yeah. And I think this also opens up... Um the opportunity for them to bring back CM Punk as a heel, which I think he's always worked. He always works best as a heel, in my opinion. So, yeah, I think that would be even more money off the bat. If you just let him rip as a heel, that would be very interesting television. Very interesting television. But we shall see. Like I said, they haven't officially announced Collision yet. Um... I guess, like we talked about last week, uh, that the go-home show before All In in England is going to be in Chicago, or before uh, Forbidden Door, my, my fault. The the go-home show before Forbidden Door is going to be in Chicago. Um, so we shall see if that is a CM Punk homecoming or not. And also, and it to- this totally escaped my... My thought, because when they made the Wembley Stadium announcement, I just assumed that it was going to be all out at Wembley, and they were going to skip over Chicago. It turns out the next week, the yeah, it turns out the Wembley Stadium show is all in, and it's um, they haven't actually officially announced it as a pay per view yet. Hmm. This may it may be um, something that could stream for free. Or with a on a, some kind of subscription service, and then all out, which is you know annually Memorial Day weekend, which is the next weekend, that still has to be announced. And if they're going to keep with tradition, then all out will be here in Chicago. So just a ton of shit up in the air right now with AEW, 
and it's really intriguing and it's yeah we'll see where it all goes we shall see where it all goes that's all we can do all right well that brings us to the task at hand gentlemen we go speaking of aew we are going into the last of our brackets here in our tag team tournament it is the jacksonville florida regional it we are going to do the aew slash ring of honor tag team bracket here on this week's show and we were going to determine the best tag team in aew slash ring of honor history uh this works just like all our other uh past weeks we have the top 16 seeds here matched up and bob adam and i will all debate and see who moves on to each round all right are you gentlemen ready for the AEW Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship yes, sir. bracket. All right, let's start off with our first matchup here. We have the number one overall seed, the Briscoes. Not Gerald and Jay. No, no, no. The other Briscoes going up against um, Gerald and Jay. Not Gerald and Jay. Gerald and, uh, and um, Jack. You know who I'm talking about, goddammit. Anyway. <laughs> the ones with the, the crazy sideburns. Yes, yes. Those Briscoes. Our number one seed. With the body shop. Yes. Jay and Mark going up against the number 16 seed, the Acclaimed. Along with Daddy Ass, I guess. Of course. In their corner. All right. Let's start this one off. The Briscoes versus the Acclaimed. The Acclaimed, you know... They're very successful right now. Very over. One of the more over tag teams in AEW at the moment. Um, and, you know, there's no debating that. Um, but their time on top has not really been all that much. It's just really been over the past six months, really, where the acclaimed have really caught fire. Before that, they were a team that everybody hated until they slowly started morphing into what they are now. Like I said, along with the addition of uh, Billy Gunn in their corner, the whole scissor me daddy ass thing caught on like wildfire. They're just one of the more over teams there right now. But when you get into the ring with the Briscoes, you have to be, you have to have more than just a six week or a six month run of success on your resume. Cause you're talking about 13 time tag team champions here. Yeah, I think this is just short work. I think the Briscoes handled the acclaimed pretty friggin' well. How about you, Bob? What's your vote? The Briscoes or the acclaimed? The acclaimed were AEW tag champs. Do you recall who they lost their belts to? Who were the acclaimed? Yes. I'm still in denial. <laughs> it was they the lost to the Gun Club. Club. Yeah. Yes. That's enough said for me right there. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, yeah, no, you got a point, Adam. <laughs> what, uh, we already have our winner, but what do you have to say about the acclaimed and the Briscoes? Uh, again, uh, I always use this as the measuring stick. Uh, Harlem Heat and the Nasty Boys would be a fast match. I think this match would go a little longer, be more entertaining. 
Um, yeah, uh, the acclaimed is a nice success story, uh, working their way from the ground up, uh, winning the belts, getting over um, crazy fast. It was very WWF Attitude Era esque, where just catchphrase just caught on and the fans just ate it up. Uh, I think they're good wrestlers. They're entertaining as a team, but yeah, um, yeah, this is this is pretty elementary. The Briscoes have been doing this uh, pretty much since day one, since Ring of Honor uh, started. And as Tony mentioned, 13-time champions. Uh, yeah, uh, the claim's going to need a lot more seasoning uh, to get by the Briscoes. So yeah, this is an obvious sweep. All right. There we go. Our number one overall seed, J. Mark Briscoe, the Briscoe boys, move on to the next round. All right. Our next match here, we got the number eight seed, the Foundation, going up against the number nine seed, the Motor City Machine Guns. Bob, let's start with you. Who you got, the Foundation or the Motor City Machine Guns? So both teams were champions one time when it came to Ring of Honor title belts. The foundation was uh, Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham. Um, it was part of a stable, so those two together held the belts for 441 days. They won the titles by beating the, the aforementioned Briscoe brothers. Um, Motor City Machine Guns are really fun to watch. That's Alex Shelley. That's um, Chris Sabin. Uh, seasoned veterans of the tag team scene, really a lot of success out in Impact Wrestling. I think they were three-time tag champs there. Uh, they won the belt at Ring of Honor, and they held it for 168 days. Um, to me, with regards to this, four amazing talents there um, that could all wrestle their ass off, but the concept of, you know, you put people together at a stable and they win the titles together like the foundation did, that's great, but Motor City Machine Guns have been doing this since 2006 when they first teamed up together. And a lot of times the way I see it is uh, it's who you beat for the belts and who you defend against with the belts. And Motor City Machine Guns, when they won the belts, they beat the Young Bucks to win the titles, but they also defeated the Kingdom War Machine Bullet Club uh, along the way while defending those belts. So uh, for me... Even though it's an eight nine seed with Motor City Machine Guns being the nine seed, I take this uh I take them for the victory on this one. All right. Well, how about you, Adam? Who you got? Foundation or the Motor City Machine Guns? Yeah, this match would be would be great to watch. As mentioned, uh four great competitors. Um I mean you get a top ten uh PWI entrant in there, uh in uh Jonathan Jonathan Gresham, so you know. Um but all kidding aside, uh, yeah, Jay Lethal is is a Ring of Honor legend, and you know he's, he's he was great at Impact also, and and uh, doing a good job in AEW now. But yeah, the Motor City Machine Guns are a long, long time tag team. Um, they've been in the thick of it in Ring of Honor. They've been in the thick of it in Impact. They they wrestled on the AEW show uh, last year. I remember, I think it was six man match um made a good showing there uh they've just got the experience factor and and they're no slouches uh separately either the they, they've won singles belts as well um so yeah uh one team not quite as uh, talented but not as uh seasoned uh I, I take the experience with the motor city machine guns yeah 
Yeah, I'm going to go that way too. Um, the foundation, you know, Gresham and Jay Lethal, two great wrestlers. You're not gonna, you're not gonna find me bad talking those guys. Those guys have proved, uh, you know, with their careers that they can hang with anybody. And that that run they had uh, with the belts, that 400 plus they run, was impressive. But you know, the Motor City Machine Guns, they are just. Man, I remember when uh, they announced that, that match that they were having uh, in AEW. And I was just like, holy shit, they're bringing in the Motor City Machine Guns. That's fucking awesome. And, you know, Sabin and Shelly, they just have such great chemistry together. And I know Sabin, um, you know, had some solo success and impact. He was their world champion there for a little bit. But I, I just, I think him being part of this tag team um, brings out the best in him. And it brings out the best in Alex Shelley, too. And I think they just are a really great team. And I I give the edge to them over the foundation. So there we go. Moving on to the next round. It is the Motor City Machine Guns. All right. Let's get our next matchup in here now. We have the number four overall seed, the Lucha Brothers, going up against the 13 rated or the 13th ranked world's greatest tag team. Adam, let's start with you. You got the Lucha Bros against the world's greatest tag team. When we were doing the, uh, the bracket for this, uh, I was just picturing what an amazing match it would be. This is one of the most intriguing. Obviously, uh, world's greatest tag team is Charlie Haas and Sheldon ben- Shelton Benjamin. Uh, they were also team angle in WWE. Um, they won a couple belts over there. Uh, they won the Ring of Honor tag team belts twice. Um, and the Lucha Brothers, uh, everyone knows them now. They're, they're the current Ring of Honor tag team champions. Uh, just won it at the last pay-per-view. And uh, they're former uh, AEW tag team champions as well. I think they've only won it once, if I'm not mistaken. I'm looking right now. Uh, they also, we yeah. talked about Pac earlier, uh, Trios champs over there. Uh, won the titles in Impact, Triple R, so they've won it just about everywhere they go. Um, again, the athleticism that these teams would display would just be amazing. Um, obviously, I think uh, maybe Matt Wrestling and Strength, uh, world's greatest tag team, would uh, maybe have the edge, but the Lucha Brothers can do so many things in the ring. Um, it's just amazing. Uh, you know, one of the gold standards for tag matches when I think of tag team matches is when they won the belt uh, at All Out. I think it was 2021 against the Young Bucks in a cage. Uh, just an amazing match. Um, they're, they're a special team. Uh, one of my favorites I've seen the last few years. Uh, and again, I was a fan of the world's greatest tag team. It's awesome that they got to go to Ring of Honor, uh, hone their craft after their WWF run was over and continue the magic but uh you know uh the lucha brothers uh take the edge for me uh they've they've got they got more hardware they got more experience uh together uh so i'm giving them the nod yeah i'm gonna have to agree with you adam i'm gonna go with the lucha brothers as well i i I love you know benjamin and haas they're a great tag team you know of course um haas had to uh pivot a bit in his career after he was in a tag team with his brother 
Um, his brother ultimately, uh, unfortunately passed away very young. So he had to pivot in his career, and they teamed him up with uh, Shelton Benjamin. And it turned out to be a great pairing. You know, these guys are great technical wrestlers. Um, just a pretty dominant tag team in their own right. But uh, I, I just can't, I can't see him keeping up with the Lucha Brothers. They're too fast, you know. Just the flippy shit'll just be too overpowering for him. Yeah, I, I got to go with the Lucha Brothers on this one. So I'm in agreement with you. How about you, Bob? Who do you think would take it, the Lucha Brothers or World's Greatest Tag Team? This one was one of the hardest ones for me. Um, I sat there and stared at it and broke it down. In so many different ways, it was it was rough. Um, I I love both teams. I, I would definitely pay, you know, my money just to see these guys in the ring together, especially in their prime. It would be amazing. Um, it, it seriously was really hard for me to pick. Obviously, the Lucha Brothers move on because of your two picks, so that makes it a little bit easier. The way I ended up eventually breaking it down was if I broke them down to four individual. I mean, Ray Phoenix is amazing in the ring. Uh, Penta was amazing. Uh, at one time, both of those two guys, Adam mentioned the PWI earlier, both guys were in the top ten. Um, I think three, four years ago, Shelton Benjamin could have easily done that as well. The guy is one of the most underrated talents in the history of professional wrestling. But then when I thought about it, I, Charlie Haas just, to me, again, was the weakest link of the group. And even though he's amazingly talented... You know, he standing out as the weakest link is what uh, gave that uh, the edge slightly to the Lucha Brothers. It would be more like a 55-45 edge Lucha Brothers on my end. All right. Well, there we go. Moving on to the next round is the Lucha Brothers as ta- they take the edge over the world's greatest tag team. All right. Let's get to our next matchup here. It is the number five seed, the Kings of Wrestling, the team of Claudio Castagnoli and Chris Hero, going up against the uh, the team of Eddie Edwards and Davey Richards, the American Wolves. This is a this is a hard one. This was one I was kind of battling with back and forth um, for a long while. Um, the American Wolves, two-time Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, had even more success in Impact. They were five-time uh, Tag Team Champions in, in Impact. Um, just a great tag team together. These guys, you know, as one would say, these guys could be indie darlings. You know, not really one, not really ones to, unless you're in the know, you don't really know who Eddie Edwards and Davey Richards are. But they are solid Wrestlers and put together that this team, the American Wolves, just made a lot of noise and they were pretty dominant. Like I said, overall between Impact and, and Ring of Honor, they they won the championship seven times. So nothing to sneeze at. But then you have the team of Claudio Castagnoli and Chris Hero, uh, Kings of Wrestling, who themselves were multiple time champs in Ring of Honor. Uh, also held the uh, CZW Tag Team Championships. They were champions in Chikara. They were, you know, a team to be reckoned with all through uh, the Indies, you know, in those early 2010s. They even won uh, They won Tag Team of the Year in, uh, I think, like 2010 or 2011. 
when they were at their peak. They were, and, and you know, everybody, everybody knows how great uh, Claudio Casanoli is, but I think people forget how great Chris Hero was, especially early on. You know, they think of him as Cassius Ono, you know, getting all, you know, working out of shape, having to wear a basketball jersey while he wrestles and all that kind of shit. When he was, you know, when he was in this tag team with Claudio, those two working together, I mean, go back and watch old Kings of Wrestling tag team match on YouTube. It is These guys are just in tandem. You know, there's, there's just like such great chemistry. And there's, there's people even still to this day, even though Chris Hero doesn't even doesn't wrestle as much as he as he used to, who still clamor for these guys to get back together and reunite. You know, I'm going to give the edge to the Kings of Wrestling. I mean, I, I, I American Wolves is was a great team, but I give the edge as far as overall talent goes to these two, to to Hero and to Claudio. Uh, Bob, how about you? Kings of Wrestling or the American Wolves? Who you got? You make a strong argument for both. Um, one of the things that impressed me the most is uh, the Kings of Wrestling held the belt twice for 433 days. Their second reign, they were champs for 363 days. It was one day short of a year that they were dominant on the tag team scene. And you even mentioned it earlier. You know, they were the tag team of the year that year. Um, uh, it's just to be able to dominate tag team scene, hold the belts like that for a year. I mean, nowadays we got the Usos, and and you know it's, it's normal to hear that. But back in that day, you know, you wouldn't hear of a team holding the belts for such a long time. So um, just because of the dominant reign that they had, that and when they were champs, they actually did defeat the Wolves during that time. They defended the belts against the American Wolves and defeated them. Uh, my pick is for the the Kings of Wrestling. All right. Well, Adam, who do you got, Kings of Wrestling or the American Wolves? I'm glad you guys went first because I'm not as familiar with those teams as you are, um, and you, you guys broke it down really well. Um, obviously, I've heard of all the talents and I read all the accolades, but um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this a sweep. Um, just yeah, obviously, Claudio's the one I know best out of the four, but I've heard great things about about the other competitors, but. Uh, as Bob pointed out, the year, the one-year run, uh, Tony mentioning the uh, tag team of the year, um, and, and the two reigns, uh, I, I'm going to give them the edge. I've heard a lot of good things about Chris Hero. I've I've, I've seen people uh, clamoring for reunion too, especially now that Ring of Honor is under the AEW umbrella. Um, so um, yeah, uh, I make them uh, their number five seed for a reason. Uh, so I'm going to go with with Kings of Wrestling also. All right. Well, there we go. The number five seed, the Kings of Wrestling, move on to the next round. All right. Let's get our next matchup going here. We have the number two overall seed, the Young Bucks, going up against the number 15 seed, War Machine. Bob, let's start with you. Who you got, Young Bucks or War Machine? I always liked War Machine. Um, two big guys. I I was pissed when they brought them over to NXT and they changed their name immediately. I thought War Machine was a cool name. I was not a fan of the Viking Raiders. Or they they also the War the Raiders. Viking. They called them too for 
it was the Viking Raiders, and then when they got bought up to the main roster, they became the Viking Experience. Yeah, no, horrible. And then Eric and Ivar. No, Hanson and Rowe was yeah. a pretty badass name. Eric and Ivar is garbage. Uh, but the two big guys that can move around pretty well in the ring, they were Ring of Honor champs once. Uh, they held the belt for 143 days. But it's the uh, the Young Bucks who, besides the Briscoes, were pretty much one of the faces of Ring of Honor wrestling. Uh, they held the Ring of Honor belts three times, 399 days. AEW belts twice for 330 days. Um, when they did win those belts, they they beat a lot of the big teams that were there, you know, as, as competition. So, to me, this is an easy one. I take the Young Bucks pretty pretty quickly on this one. All right. How about you, Adam? Young Bucks or War Machine? I always felt that uh, the Berserker should have led uh, the Viking Raiders to the to the rings when they, nice. when they made it to the WWF. Because when I heard that name, I'm just thinking of uh, the Berserker walking around with his sword going, Hoof! 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 hoof. So that might have been a missed opportunity there. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they're an impressive-looking team um, in terms of, you know, they're tailor-made for, for WWE, right? Uh, you know, the bigger guys, uh, they're, they're fearsome-looking. Um, got a good look to them. They've obviously had their share of success, as mentioned a few minutes ago, you know, winning... Uh, both in NXT, WWE, and Ring of Honor, but uh, you know, as, as much as uh, Jim Cornette likes to uh, shit on them, uh, the Young Bucks are one of the best tag teams of, of this generation. Um, you know, first time I saw them, I saw elements of uh, the Rockers. I saw elements of the Hardys, um, but then they got the, the, then they had their own style at the same time. Um, they just innovative offense uh and, and and they just are great workers and uh they got the hardware to prove it everywhere they've been uh they've been successful they're one of the founding fathers uh two of the founding fathers of aew um they're they're people uh like them or not a lot of people talk about them and uh, they're always in the conversation so yeah this one was pretty easy for me too i'm going with the bucks all right so there we go. It's going to be a sweep because I'm picking the Young Bucks too. Uh, the War Machine, you know, they're they're pretty dominant. Like, like I said, you got two huge dudes who are very agile for their size, put on great matches. Um, they're they had some pretty initial, pretty good initial success when they made the leap over to WWE. Uh, but they've been kind of, I don't know if it's been injuries or just them not knowing how to use them, but they haven't really been on the forefront lately. But um, with their run in, in Ring of Honor, it, you know, they, they caught WWE's attention for a reason, and that was their work in Ring of Honor. And, you know, they were great, but, you know, the Young Bucks are the Young Bucks. They're one of the, like Bob said, one of the faces of Ring of Honor, they're one of the faces of AEW. Um, just put on great match after great match. Their their legacy is sealed. You know they're they're one of the best tag teams in wrestling history, bar none. And I think they do take the edge over War Machine here. So yeah, there we go. It's going to be a sweep. Uh, Young Bucks move on to the next round. All right, let's get to our next. Match up here. We have the number seven seed, Red Dragon, the team of 
Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish going up against Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page. Adam, let's see what you got here. You got Red Dragon or Omega and Page? I should have grown uh, a handlebar mustache uh, this week for this for this topic. Uh, Bobby Fish has one fine uh, mustache. Uh, this this was a fun matchup too. Uh, Red Dragon's been in a lot of places, uh, been together a long time. Um, you know they've they've gone through NXT, they've gone through AEW, they've gone Ring Honor. Um, I really like Kyle O'Reilly. It's a shame he's been on the shelf uh, for quite a while now uh, in AEW. Um, he's he's a great all around wrestler. Bobby Fish is more martial arts based. Uh, more of a brawler, but, but but he does his job well. Um, they've won the uh, the titles three times in Ring of Honor. Um, they've won titles in in New Japan, and uh, they won it also in NXT. But that was the uh, version with uh, Adam Cole and Roderick Strong. Um, so, uh, but we're focused on on Fish and O'Reilly again. They they've got a lot of experience together, but then uh then you consider their their competition um Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page, uh two cornerstones of AEW. Um I believe they held the belts for about a year. I'm, I'm trying to look it up right now. Um 228. I'm sorry, you said it again. 228 days. Oh, I thought it was longer. Okay. Uh, but again, uh, two members of the elite, uh, they just, they work great together. Um, they were one of the, the most dominant tag teams in the history of AEW. Um, and again, uh, we sing the praises of Kenny Omega all the time. He's just one of the best to do it in there. And, uh, you know, Hangman Adam Page is no slouch himself. He's a former world champion. So this is kind of more like a mega power situation, you know. They're known for singles wrestling, uh, but just just as a duo, uh, I think uh, they're a pretty big force, and I'm going to take the upset. All right. Well, I'm going to go with uh, Red Dragon on this one. Um, you know, we we talked about when we did our WCW. Uh, uh, show the team of Sting and Luger. You know they had success together, um, and they were a pretty good team for as long as they lasted. Uh, I get the fe- I have the same feeling about Omega and Page. Um, they were a really solid team, uh, made up of guys who are just not tag team wrestlers. They're, these guys are solo wrestlers who are in a tag team for the moment, and they're going to make the most of that. Um, Red Dragon, on the other hand, Fish and O'Reilly are, that's a solid-ass tag team. Those guys, you know, those guys have been doing it around the world for years together as a tag team. They, you know, goddamn, be it as, you know, Undisputed Era in WWE or back to Red Dragon when they came back to, when they came into AEW, those two lay it on the line all the time. I know Kyle O'Reilly has a lot of injury issues as of late, um, which keeps him out of, keep, you know, he hasn't really been uh, participating all that much. But that doesn't, that doesn't do anything to detract from 
their legacy and their history. Um, Omega and Page, you know, like I said, when they were together, great team, but I don't see them as a dominant tag team. I don't. Red Dragon, I do. Red Dragon is a tag team to be to be um, reckoned with. So that's why I'm going with Red Dragon. All right, Bob, how about you? Who you got? Red Dragon or Omega and Page? Again, four great talents. I see both of your points when you're when you're breaking it down. Um, one of the things that really impressed me was um, Red Dragon held the belt three times for a total of 672 days. Um, you know, the, the longest behind the Briscoes, obviously. Uh, but the reigns and the length that they had, each time they won the belts, it was a longer reign. Their first reign, they beat the Briscoes. They were champs for almost 150 days. Their second time, they beat the Wolves. They were champs for 200 days. And then the last time they won... They beat the Bucks, and they were champs for 320 days. That's pretty impressive to keep going up higher and higher every reign. Um, yeah, Omega and Page were great together. Um, I was at that match that they had at Revolution when they were defending the belts, which was a fantastic match. Uh, but I, I agree with you, Tony, in the fact that the, the camaraderie together with both of them, they've been doing this for such a long time, kind of like I mentioned earlier with the Motor City Machine Guns. Um, and that to me ends in the end is what was wins it out. You know, they, they've been a dominating team together for such a long time. Uh, whereas Omega and Page kind of were like, you know, like you mentioned Luger or Sting or Austin and Triple H, that two man power trip, you know, just let's bring these guys together give them the belts and eventually we'll find something for them to do. So, uh, Red Dragon takes it for me on this one. So there it is. Red Dragon takes it and they will be moving on to the next round. All right, let's get to our next matchup here. We have the number three overall seed, FTR, going up against the number 14 seed, Jurassic Express. All right, well, um, FTR, Jesus, what, what more can be, you know, we've sung the praises of FTR on this show countless times. You know, in my opinion, they're the best tag team going. I've had that opinion since they were the revival back in WWE, even though WWE fucked up that team. You know, how how they could drop the ball on a team like FTR is anybody's fucking guess. But they did it, and their loss was AEW's gain because they're showing everybody what kind of a dominant tag team that they can be. They wrestle too much, pal. Yeah. No, no. None of the, they don't, what was it? They wanted them to shave their backs, you know, in didn't that segment already, against Didn't that actually happen? Yeah, in, in that segment when they were uh, feuding with the Usos. Yeah, that was, that was great. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, Jurassic Express, they had their, they had their success too. They're, they're a great team, no doubt. Uh, you know, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus had been working together for years. They bought that act to AEW, got over. But yeah, Jurassic Jurassic Express, you know, up until the time they broke up, were a really over tag team. But they're not on the same playing field as as uh, FTR. FTR, like I said, is one of the more dominant tag teams in the world. They proved that this past year when they held pretty much every single tag team championship under the sun, it seemed like. Um, 
So, yeah, FTR gets it running away, in my opinion. Uh, Bob, let's see. How about you? Let's see if you got FTR or Jurassic Express. FTR beat the guns for their most recent title win, so that that gives it away for me right there. I take FTR for the victory. (laughs) There you go. All they need. All they need. All they need. All right, Adam. How about you? FTR, Jurassic Express. Uh, I'm very happy they'll be around for the next four years. Uh, Vince's stupidity is uh, this AEW fan's game. Um, yeah, uh, this is pretty easy for me. Don't want to um, diminish anything Jurassic Express has accomplished, but uh, they're kind of they kind of had that hard foundation vibe going. Except uh, Luchasaurus is a wee bit more agile than Jim the Anvil Nightheart ever was. So. Um, you know, and Jack Perry isn't quite the complete wrestler Bret Hart is, but they've got that size uh, differential, the opposites of track thing going. Um, so they were a fun team. Uh, they wrestled some great matches against some great teams, but uh, FTR is the standard, as, as Tony mentioned. Uh, so I'll make this a sweep. All right, so there we go. FTR moving on to the next round over Jurassic Express. All right, and our last matchup in the first round. Here we go. We got the team of SCU going up against the team of Kevin Steen. Not Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen and El Generico. Bob, let's go to you. Who do you got, SCU or Steen and El Generico? I just want to know if Adam will compare Jack Perry's wrestling skills to more of like a Bruce Hart or a Smith Hart. <laughs> He's definitely better than Keith. Uh, Bruce? I don't know. He might need another year or two to beat Bruce. I think he needs to beg Vince McMahon for a job, uh, Jack Perry, a couple more times, and then but maybe he's on we all, we, we all know, though, he's never going to be as handsome as Dean. Even with that hair. Yes. Yep. Anyway, uh, Adam right. <laughs> or, or Bob, let's <laughs> see you or Steen and El Generico. El, El, El Generico and Steen are now your WWE tag champs, uh, and Sami Zayn mm-hmm. and Kevin Owens. But back in Ring of Honor, they won the Ring of Honor belts once. They held the belt for 203 days. They defeated uh, the Age of the Fall, which is uh, Jimmy Jacobs and, and Tyler Black, who many people know now as Seth Rollins. That was the uh, that was the team there. Um, Again, SCU and at that time in Ring of Honor, they were known as the Addiction. Um, they've been around for such a long time. They won the, the Ring of Honor belts twice, held it for 311 days. They were the inaugural AEW Tag Champs when they won that tournament, defeating the Lucha Brothers. And they also defeated Red Dragon and War Machine to win the titles together. Um, all talented men in the ring. A lot of fun to watch all four. But... I think again, I go with the uh, the camaraderie and, and and all of them together. Christopher Daniels and Frank Kazarian. Um, I always felt Frank Kazarian was a, a great tag team wrestler, and, and Christopher Daniels could do it all. Very underrated as well, especially not having you know a lot of those main event pushes or being on the big company rosters. Um, but with Ring of Honor, they were perfect for it. So I, I give this one to uh, SCU and the Addiction on that one. I I, I go with them as my pick. All right. Adam, how about you? 
I see Bob's argument, but I'm gonna put you in the tone, the uh, the tiebreaker, Tony. I think, um, yeah, uh, big uh, Christopher Daniels fan. Um, great, great pick uh, to be head of talent relations in AEW. Um, he can still, he can still bring it. Uh, Kazarian's under underrated as well. Um, they probably do have the the camaraderie advantage, but. Uh, Owens and Zane uh, broke on the scene in a big way, um, and uh, two of the biggest talents uh, to this day. Um, some were hoping to see Sami Zayn uh, get in a program with uh, with Roman Reigns. Didn't happen, but uh, they've been connected for a long time. They're longtime friends, so that's that's a big bond. Um, and as Bob mentioned, they they dethroned the Usos recently uh to win the tag belts at wrestlemania so uh obviously they can still do it as a team um so i'm gonna i'm gonna give them the nod in this one i gotta pick a couple upsets here so it's up to me eh that's right pal you guys both bring up good points you know kazarian and daniels just great fucking workers guys have been doing it for a long time Especially Christopher Daniels. Um, just busting his ass all over the world, the Fallen Angel has, as has Frankie Kazarian. And, you know, them teaming up as uh, as SCU. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, they they were, they were are great together. I know, I know Daniels doesn't wrestle as much anymore. So he's got a behind-the-scenes job, and Kazarian isn't even in AEW anymore. But... SCU for the short time they were there um, made an impact. Um, then, you know, Steen and Generico, though, there's something about that team. There's something about those two guys together that they just feed off each other so well. Um, you know, as well as they work together in WWE, if you go back and watch the matches that they had when they were in Ring of Honor together, um, that's, you know, especially with, uh, with Zayn in his, uh, El Generico persona, he was just, you know, balls to the wall, just all over the place. You know, I, I love, I love that fucking brain buster onto the turnbuckle that he does. Just all these just cr- crazy ass moves that he could do in the ring that WWE does not let him do. Because <laughs> uh, they're worried that uh, he's going to either fuck up himself or or somebody else, uh, and then you know Kevin Owens slash Kevin Steen, you know he's just been you know a wrecking ball his entire career, and he can move just as well with Generico. I'm, you know what? I'm 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 going with my heart here. I'm giving the nod to Steen and El Generico. They get my vote, and they're going to be the ones who go on to the next round. It was close. But, yeah, I give them my vote. All right. Let's move on to the second round now, gentlemen. We have the number one overall seed, the Briscoe Brothers, going up against the number nine seed, the Motor City Machine Guns. Uh, who do we start off with this time? Who, who, who start? Adam. Okay. Adam, first match up in the second round. Who you got? The Briscoes? Or the machine guns. Well, this is this is quite the matchup already. This is a very underrated bracket. Uh, you know, um, 
little tougher than I thought. Um, again, as we mentioned, both guys, uh, both sets of teams, uh, teamed together for for over a decade, uh, multiple multiple uh, championships. Uh, the Briscoes pretty much uh, got all the the titles uh, again thirteen times in uh, in Ring of Honor, and the uh, Motor City Machine Guns have been around a little bit more, uh, one in different places against different competition. Um, and again, uh, they're a well-oiled team. I think this, this one is, uh, this is a classic. Uh, it could go over half an hour, but, uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the Briscoes, uh, being brothers and, uh, and all those, all those title reigns and Ring of Honor uh, are hard to ignore, so I'm going. I'm going with the Briscoes. Yeah, I'm going with the Briscoes too. I mean, they're the number one seed for a reason. Um, dominated the tag team division like no other team dominated in Ring of Honor. Um, yeah, they just the you know they. It would be a hell of a match, and, you know, it's a match that I'm sure, you know, would be well-received today, just as it was back in the day um, when these two went together. (sighs) I don't want to undersell the Motor City Machine Guns. They're a great team. Even today, those two can still work the shit out of a match. But the Briscoes, like I said, some teams are just on another level, and the Briscoes are one of them. So, yeah, my vote goes with them. Bob, what do you got, Briscoes or the Machine Guns? I like both of them. I like seeing them in the ring together, watching them wrestle. Um, but if you go on their past history, um, we, we mentioned earlier how the Briscoes, 13-time tag champs, when they uh, won their ninth belt, that's who they defeated for the title was the Motor City Machine Guns. When they were on their fourth reign, they also defended titles against the Motor City Machine Guns. So both times they went up against each other with the titles on the belt, the titles on the line. Uh, the Briscoes walked away victorious, and again, they walk away with a clean sweep for me on this one as well. All right, so there we go. Briscoes move on to the semifinals over the Motor City Machine Guns. All right, next matchup, we got the number four seed, the Lucha Brothers, going up against the number five seed, the Kings of Wrestling. This would be a fucking match to see, man. Um, You know, Ray Phoenix and Penta going up against Chris Hero and Claudio Castagnoli. You know, the size advantage, of course, goes to the Kings of Wrestling. Uh, The speed advantage goes to the Lucha Brothers. Who has more of the intangibles? Who has more of what it takes to get over that hump and, you know, win the match? Who has the medal? Who has the ones? Who, who, who has what it takes to just get past the other? This is a really close matchup. Probably one of the closest ones we've had so far. If I'm leaning... I'm going to have, you know, I'm going again with my heart, and my heart says the Lucha Brothers. You know, um, Kings of Wrestling, I love that team. They were a great team, and they would give the Lucha Brothers hell. But 
Yeah, I just think the speed, the agility, and the overall intangibles uh, go with the Lucha Brothers. And I have them uh, beating the Kings of Wrestling. How about you, Bob? Kings of Wrestling or the Lucha Brothers? I was hoping when you were breaking it down, you would have done it in Harley Race's voice. You could, you know, you'd be like, <laughs> who has the intangibles? Who has? Who, when they get the, that 10 pounds of gold, uh, will hold it like they've never held anything before. Yes. <laughs> Got a little bit of Harley there for you. We, 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 lo- we perfect, love perfect, perfect. Nice. Yeah. Um,. I'm gonna go with you on this one. You, you broke it down really well. I agree with your viewpoints. It's it's a very tough match. It'd be, it'd be fun to watch. Um, you know, Cesaro and, and and Chris here are no pushovers, uh, but neither are the Lucha Brothers. And I think it's just the way you you called it at the end. The speed and uh, the teamwork that they have together in the end comes out and and pulls off the victory for me. I think uh, if anything, they, they might gas out Chris Hero, and uh, you know he he might be the weakest link on this one. So. I go with the yeah. Lucha Brothers on this one. Four. All right. Well, Adam, is it a sweep? Who do you got? Yep, um, it is. Uh, you, you guys hit on the major points. Uh, I kind of see the same. Um, as long as they can withstand some punishment, uh, the Luchas would probably uh, wear those guys out. Um, again, I, I don't, you know, a recurring theme throughout this entire tournament for me is just uh, I tend uh, to lean towards brother teams a lot because they're blood, um, you know, and, and they know each other the best. And I think that, that gives a lot of teams a, a slight advantage, uh, you know, the connection and how well you know each other. And that's that's no exception here. Um, it would be a lot of fun to watch. But, uh, yeah, I see the Lucha Brothers... Uh, Tiring them out, uh, getting a, a hard-fought, exciting victory. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. So there we go. It's a clean sweep. The Lucha Brothers move on to the next round over the Kings of Wrestling. All right, but well, who's going to join them in the semifinals? Is it going to be the number two seed, the Young Bucks, or is it going to be the number seven seed? Red Dragon. Bob, let's start with you. Young Bucks or Red Dragon, who you got? This was really tough. Um, four incredible athletes, uh, teams that have been doing this for a very long time. Um, you know, they work really well hand-in-hand hand and sync together. Just... Uh, they, they face each other multiple times in the past. Both teams have defeated each other for title belts in the past. Uh, you know, that was one of my go-tos sometimes, too, if I needed to break it down. Who beat who? Um, I, I just, if you told me to put money on somebody who you think would win, I, I, would, I would say the Young Bucks. There's something about them, the way they work together, um, that just... I see them pulling out a victory somehow. Um, I just love the way that they wrestle. I love the way they put a match together. Red Dragon's the same way, but something about the Young Bucks is what's going to make me say, okay, they're going to pull it out and, and eke out a victory on this one for me. Mm-hmm. Adam, how about you? Bucks or Red Dragon? Yeah, I agree with Bob. Um, it would be a competitive match. It's too bad we 
probably won't get to see a match like that in AEW. Uh, Bobby Fish kind of crapped the bed there, but you never know. Stranger things have happened in the world of wrestling. Maybe he'll, he'll come back. Um, but, uh, yeah. Put him I, in dark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always from on dark. That should be the, uh, the model of the show. But, Elevation. But, uh, yeah, again, you got the brother bond going there, and I, I, I see Bobby Fish as the weak link uh, of the four. Uh, so, um, again, yeah, they've traded victories. Both are great teams, but, yeah, again, the, the family factor, and uh, I just think the Bucks work uh, better together, and they, they have a little more experience uh, together, so I'm going to give them the nod. Yeah, this would be a great match, but I agree with you guys. I'm going with the Young Bucks on this one. Like Bob said, there's just something about them that you you can't put your money against them. You know, it's Red Dragon's a great fucking team. They've they proved it, but the Bucks, the Bucks are like you know, like we've said about the Briscoes, like we've said about FTR, they're just on another level, and yeah. Short, short and sweet. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a sweep. Young Bucks over Red Dragon, and they are on their way to the semifinals. All right, in our last match before the semifinals, we have the number three seed, FTR, against the number eleven seed, Kevin Steen and El Generico. Adam, who you got, FTR or Steen and Generico? Well, Steen and Generico have a strike against them because they haven't beat the Gun Club yet. But um, other, than, <laughs> other than that, um, both fantastic teams, of course. Um, again, both are current champions in the, the promotions that they that they represent. And then you go way back, uh, and Steen and Generico uh, – one in Ring of Honor, so they're a long-standing team, and, and uh, they work well together, and they've won gold uh, in a few different places. Uh, but so with FTR, they've they've done it in Japan, they've done it in Triple R, they've uh, NXT, WWE. Um, you know they're well traveled, and uh, they carry gold wherever they go. Um, would be a great matchup, but obviously. Uh, Kevin Owens and Steen, um, you go back to the camaraderie factor. Um, FTR, even though um, they have wrestled some singles matches in, in AEW, um, I'm guessing maybe in WWE, I'm not sure, but but they live for tag team wrestling. This is this is why what they're about. Uh, you know, um, They've talked about that for weeks, teasing where they're going next, uh, you know, the they're in it together. They're not blood brothers, but but they're as close as you can get without being blood brothers. Uh, so based on that, the, the longevity factor and the the fact that they they just breathe tag team wrestling, um, I'm gonna give the FTR the nod in this matchup. Yeah, I mean, I love Steen and El Generico, but I don't think this one's even really gonna be that close. FTR, one of those teams, are just on another plane. You know, I think Steen and Generico, their luck runs out against Los Superranas. Uh, <laughs> they are going to, uh, they're not going to make it. They're just not going to make it against FTR. FTR, they're going to show their dominance. Uh, it's not going to be a squash, 
but it's not it's it I I don't think there's going to be any doubt that FTR comes out in front of this one. So that, they get my uh they get my pick. How about you Bob, FTR or Steen and El Generico? Um to make this easy, I follow with both your viewpoints. So it's uh it's a clean sweep. FTR takes it for him. All right. So there we go. We now have our semifinals ready. And let's get to our first match in the semifinal round. We have the number one seed, the Briscoe Brothers, going up against number four seed, the Lucha Brothers. Two bands of brothers here going against each other. Um, Yeah, I mean, the Lucha Brothers, champions in their own right, you know, successful all over the world, just like the Briscoes. Um, God, this this is a tougher matchup than, um, than I think a lot of people would like to give it credit for. Uh, the Lucha Brothers, like I said, they have that speed, they have their agility, the high flying, whereas you know the Briscoes have the size and strength advantage, and you know just willing to just go fucking. Punch for punch, kick for kick with you. Um, God, in the end, who, who... God. Do another Harley here. In the end, who's going to get their hand raised? Who's going to have that gravel in their stomach to make sure that they're the ones who get their rightful place on top of this pro wrestling pyramid and in my opinion in my opinion i'm i'm still gonna go with the briscoes on this one i think the briscoes um they just have a little bit more of what it takes than the lucha brothers do the lucha brothers they're gonna give them the fight of their life but i i have to go with jay and mark on this one i have them in this particular matchup how about you bob who you got the briscoes or the lucha brothers it would be a lot of fun to watch. Great match. Um, like you said, it, it would just be an all-out brawl, especially what they would go. But the way I see it um, and what gives a nod for me is is when you look at the Briscoe brothers, they were tag team champs 13 times. Out of this list of 16, well, 15 teams, if you subtract them, they've defeated five of the teams that are on this list just to win the titles alone. So it's like who, you know, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And, and, and they were beat most of the teams that were on this list. They didn't have a chance to wrestle against Lucha Brothers. But, um, yeah, they beat everybody else that we talked about on this list. So they uh, they make it down to the finals, to finals for me. I take the Briscoes on this one. Yeah. How about you, Adam? Briscoes? Or Luchas. I'm still digesting. Uh, Tony, your hair has turned blonde and curly all of a sudden. Oh, man, I hate when it turns blonde, uh, blonde and, and curly. You have a nice mustache coming in. Uh, I don't know, you look like Harley Race. Mullet. Yes. Why, why are you looking at my hair? Where's your cattle prod? Uh, <laughs> steal from the Mountie? It's in the back seat of my Chevy along with my 45. Did you borrow from Arn Anderson? Um, no, he, he borrowed it from me. I bet he did. Um, 
back to the task. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, great, great matchup. Uh, brothers versus brothers. Um, again, I'm, I'm going to lean towards the experience factor here. Um, and the, the Briscoes have just been at it longer, won a little more gold, um, not taken away from the Lucha Brothers at all. Um, but they haven't had uh, the sustained rain, uh, rains, I should say, that the, the Briscoes have. Um, you know, and uh, the high flying would, would, uh, would be a lot for Mark to deal with. But again, they, they can throw down and, and uh, they've wrestled, as Bob mentioned, a lot of different teams, a lot of different styles. Uh, so I think uh, they would just barely get the nod in this one, but it's potentially, uh, well, I shouldn't say that. It's it's very hard, uh, one of the hardest ones to pick, but uh, I'm going to go with you guys. All right. Well, there we go. The Briscoes moving on to the final round in their match over the Lucha Brothers. And who is going to join them, folks? We have the number two seed, the Young Bucks, Going up against the number three seed, FTR. Bob, let's start with you. The Bucks or FTR? Who's in that final match? This is the first time in, in the tournament that all the top four seeds have made it to the final four, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, this is tough for me. A lot of times I try and break it down in, in individual ways. Um one of the ways I try and break it down is who's the weakest link, and I feel like this match does not have a weakest link. I feel like all four bring it. All four are greatly talented wrestlers. Um, they're amazing in the ring to watch together. They have been in the ring before. Um, you know, we've seen the the Bucks come out victorious and take the titles from FTR in the past. The Bucks were pretty dominating when it came to ring of honor tag team champions you know they were beating red dragon they were beating scu they also beat the hardy boys for their third reign and then that dominant reign that they had as the AEW champ for over 300 days it's when they beat ftr to get the belts um it's really hard because ftr is great uh you, you mentioned earlier how they had that run where you know they were kind of doing the kenny omega belt collector where they were pretty much champs everywhere they were going and winning belts left and right so this one's very very hard for me um i uh i'm gonna go with ftr on this one i see the young bucks doing some kind of flippy shit and one of them making a little bit of a mistake and the technical wrestling that FTR does, doing the counter and pulling off the victory on this one. So I'm going to go with FTR. All right. Adam, how about you? FTR the books? Yeah, this final four is damn hard. That's all I'm going to say. Um, both matchups. So, um, again, as Bob pointed out, uh, you know, they have both teams have significant wins. Uh, they've, they've, Gone at it, uh, they've gone at it twice um, in AEW history. Bob mentioning uh, the Bucks took the belts off FTR um, when the uh, FTR had the Ring of Honor and AAA titles. They defended it once against the Young Bucks and won that. So they're even up at one in that department. Um, so uh, again, I'm just gonna go like uh, one of you mentioned earlier. You know, if I had to put my money down. 
uh, who would I put it down on? Uh, I'd slide it to the FDR side a little bit. Um, Bucks have been together longer, and again, they're a brother team, but uh, just something is telling me that FDR's got uh, got got the uh, the ability to pull it off because they've gone toe to toe with them before, and they can keep up. And uh, I think, you know, at the at the moment in their prime, I think uh, I think they're just a little bit better right now. So um, I'm I'm agree with Bob and take FDR. All right, well, this one's really close for me. And since we already know that FTR is moving on, I'm going to put my vote with the, with the Bucks. Um, like I said, I, I, it, it could go either way. I could vote either way. I, I'm not mad that, you know, the, either one. I would not be mad if either one won. Um, that's, how, that's how much I like both of these teams. Um, FTR, like I told you, is my favorite tag team of the, you know, of the new era, my favorite current team. Um, but you know, I don't want the Bucks to be left, um, you know, shut out in this one. So while I do agree that FTR, um, probably would have the edge, I'm going to throw my vote to the Bucks just because. So even though they have my vote, FTR makes it to the final round. And here we are, folks. Now Jim the final round. will be on our podcast. Uh, well, dry these tears. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, our, the final round here in our AEW Ring of Honor Tag Team Tournament bracket, we have the number one overall seed, the Briscoes, going up against number three overall, FTR. Adam. Let's start with you. Who do you got, the Briscoes or FTR? I had a feeling it was going to come down to this, and I'm glad it did because, uh, of course, um, uh, just before Jay's untimely tragic passing, um, these guys over the span of 2022 had three tremendous matches together over the Ring of Honor titles. Uh, Just tremendous. Uh, Everyone should check those out. Um, they've gone, the, you know, uh, FTR won the first two, but the last matchup in, uh, was won in a great dog hour match by the Briscoes. So, um, I think they're very closely evenly matched. And again, I keep going back to the 13, uh, reigns that the Briscoes had, but then if you go on the flip side, FTR has won again, uh, they've won in one, two, three four different promotions off the top of my head. Um, he, again, the, the one gold in the WWE, NXT, AEW, New Japan, and, and, uh, and Ring of Honor. So um, as close as it is, I gotta, I've got to go with the team that holds the more uh, lifetime victories, and I'm going to pick FTR. All right, you're going with FTR, huh? Hmm. Well... Bob, you're going to have to decide the winner of this one because, in my opinion, the Briscoes come out on top in this one, Mark and Jay, um, just like they did at, uh, you know, um, in their their finale match there. Uh, it wasn't Supercard Honor. What was it? Um, Death Before Dishonor? Was that the, the name of the pay-per-view? Uh, when they had their the dog collar match. 
that finale, uh, which was our match of the year last year, uh, these two teams put on a show uh, in that match, and I they would totally do the same thing coming into here, and I'd see the uh, I see the results being the same as what they were in that match. I see the, the Briscoes coming out on top um, for a what I dare I say fourteenth. Uh, tag team championship reign, if not for the untimely death of uh, Jay Briscoe. But, um, yeah, Briscoe's, I think, take the edge on this one. So that means, Bob, it all comes down to you. You are the one who is going to decide who wins the AEW Ring of Honor tag team bracket. Who do you got? So you're saying I'm the ch- 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 chosen one? <laughs> yes. Um, the trilogy of matches that they had was just amazing. Um, just seeing you know the feud and the the lead up to it, the the Twitter battles that they had was just amazing. I loved it. That was one of the reasons why I ordered the pay per view to watch their first match. And after I watched that, I was just left stunned. And the other matches just got better and better as they went on. Um, again, not not a, a weak link in the group here. Um, a lot of talent with everybody involved. But um, FTR just started doing it, you know, recently. Whereas the Briscoes were doing it as high school, you know, as teenagers. They they were doing this as kids. They they you know they were. We're dominating the, the tag team scene coming up at uh, Ring of Honor, and they made uh, a name for themselves as, as the underground darlings that you called them earlier, Tony. Um, just something about them. They're, they're always going to be legendary, especially when you think of, you know, Ring of Honor tag team wrestling. That That's the, the face of the company. So uh, the Briscoes, they, they take it for me. They, they, they are the winner of the bracket in my opinion, just because of uh, the legacy that they left behind when it comes to tag team wrestling. Well, there we go, folks. The winner of our AEW Ring of Honor tag team bracket, our number one overall seed, the Briscoe Brothers, take it in this bracket, and they move on to the final four, which is what we're going to be doing next week on the show, folks. Let's give you our final four for the tag team brackets this year. Of course, in our WWE bracket, the winner of that bracket we had as the New Day. In WCW bracket, the Road Warriors moved on to the final four. The ECW bracket, we had the Dudley Boys going on to the finals. And as we just gave you in the AEW Ring of Honor bracket, the Briscoe brothers move on to the final four. So there we go. New Day, Road Warriors, Dudleys, and the Briscoes. That's our final four. How do you guys think that matches up? What are your thoughts on our final four? Let's start with you, Bob. I was still hoping the Nasty Boys would have been in the final four. I thought we should have done a recount. But, um... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a nice stop to Pity City would have solved all these problems. Uh, it's a great Final Four. Um, a lot of dominating tag teams, especially when it came to the companies that they represented. Uh, so I look forward to seeing who's uh, 
the, the left teams, the last team standing. How about you, Adam? How do you feel about how this final four is shaking out? Yeah, same here. Um, I would, I'm looking at it now. I wrote them all down, and uh, I don't think uh, any team can win. That's what's cool about it. I could see any of these teams coming out of this. Uh, I don't think it's, uh, you know, last week we we said, oh, it's elementary. The Dudley's going to win the ECW bracket, uh, but it's not elementary. They're going to win the whole thing or none of the other teams for that matter I, th- I could see any one of them taking it so it's uh it's must listen podcasting next week exactly um nice segue yeah that's that's yeah that's our final four and it it's kind of cool because it it differs from our fan vote uh we've been having the fan vote ongoing since we've been doing this tournament if you go over to our facebook fan page you would see that uh, we've been doing uh, a fan vote to go along with these tournament shows. Um, The ECW uh, bracket will go up for vote um, tomorrow. Uh, We're we're recording this on Thursday the 20th, and we just dropped our ECW show earlier today. So um, the ECW voting will begin um, starting tomorrow. And by the time uh, we record our final four show, we will know who the um, who the ECW winner is, and then we'll start on the AEW Ring of Honor one, so on and so forth. So far, uh, the fans have differed with us um, in the final four. We picked a new day in WWE. Our fans picked the Hart Foundation, and we picked the Road Warriors in WCW, and our fans picked Harlem Heat. So they have two different uh, Final Four participants than we do so far. Uh, We'll see who they pick in the ECW tournament. My vote is they're probably going to go with the Dudleys. But uh, (laughs) you think so, Adam? Yeah, I think think, they got uh, a good chance there. You think they have enough traction with our fans I think, to? Uh, I, I think uh, I think the Chris Michaels family listens to the podcast on regular. Okay, they'll, they'll stuff the ballot box. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not. Gonna, nice. Yeah, I'm not going to go any further. Okay, I'll make a political joke, which we don't want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't want to alienate the audience. No. Um. But yeah, the WWE Hall of Famer you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, fucker. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, there, there, there's my political alliance. Anyway, um, what's it called? Yeah, so it, I think it's interesting that our fans are ha- running different from us f- for the Final Four. What were, you guys, what were your guys' impressions when you saw who our fans picked as opposed to who we picked? Adam, let's start with you. Very cool. Um, you know, it's it's the differences of opinion, and uh, it's it, it's a highlight for me during the week to to track uh, the results. It's always fun to see who who votes for who. Um, you know, I, I believe we had Harlem Heat, the Road Warriors, and the WCW Finals on our right. What was that? I'm sorry. Road Warriors beat Harlem Heat in the you're finals. Right. No, right. Yeah, they did. Yeah, in the finals. Yeah. So I mean, that could have gone either way for me. So I think that's a good choice. And uh, on the WWE side, uh, 
I know we had Hard Foundation versus New Day, and I really wanted to pick the Hard Foundation, but uh, I went uh, with my head over my heart. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I, everyone's doing a great job. So, uh, yeah, you guys are probably right about the ECW fan vote, but, again, you never know. The Michaels family's pretty big, I hear. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Bob? What's your thoughts on the fan vote so far? You already know my thought process on the WCW one. And uh, <laughs> the, last, <laughs> the last I recall, I was the one standing member that voted for the Hart Foundation over the New Day. So, uh, you know, the uh, the members, our listeners, they, they stood up for me. And they said, don't worry, Dr. Bob, we'll, we'll reach out and we'll make uh, the Hart Foundation move on to the Final Four, which I greatly appreciate. So thank you to them. Yeah. And Bruce Hart thanks you too. Indeed. No, from heaven. From heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Handsome boy that dude. Handsome boy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh. oh fuck. Okay. Um Well that's the show for this week. <laughs> um what's it called? Yeah, next week we'll have the winner of the tournament crowned, and then because it would be a really short episode um, to have just the end of the tournament, we are also going to bring you next week our inaugural top 20 AEW slash Ring of Honor wrestlers of all time. This goes hand in hand with uh, the the list that we had going before we did the tournament, and out of this, we will also um, do a little bit of the online voting like we did with the other federations and determine our Mount Rushmore of AEW and Ring of Honor out of our top 20. So stay tuned for that next week. We got that coming in for you. All right. Well, that's a ma- that, like I said, that's the show for this week. Uh, but before we go, let's give you our match of the week picks. These matches of the week are matches that we give you to watch in the meantime, in between time, before we get to our next show. Bob, you're waving your hand, so let's start with you. What's your match of the week pick this week? I thought you were going to go straight to the end. I thought you were going to forget about the match of the week, so I was going to remind you. The last time our our show ended without a match of the week, remember? We we left the the fans in suspense. That's Um, right. Adam mentioned it briefly at the beginning. Uh, it's not just one. It's a trilogy of matches. It was the, uh, especially when it comes down to AEW and Ring of Honor, it was the trilogy of matches between the uh, Briscoe brothers and FTR. Uh, all amazing matches. Watch one, watch two, watch all three. You're not going to be disappointed. So those are my matches of the week. All right. How about you, Adam? Um, I'll go. Uh, I mentioned this earlier. Also, uh, Bob was in attendance, so he could back me up. Uh, Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks in a cage, all out, twenty twenty one. That was my pick. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say the trilogy. So. So. Yeah. Next time you'll have to call on yourself first. Uh, <laughs> That's true. That's true. But yeah, just uh, crazy um, athleticism. Uh, you know. Again, Jim Cornette and Eric Bischoff probably will hide under, uh, put their heads in the sand during it, and Ron Strowman also. But uh, tremendous match, uh, just crazy high-risk maneuvers and 
Uh, just great tag team wrestling from two of the best there are out, out there right now. Yeah, it was our match of the year, 2021, and a lot of people's match of the year, 2021. Um, and that's my pick as well for this week since we're honoring the AEW tag team. So, yeah, good pick, Adam. All right. Well, like I said, that's the end of the show this week. We want to hear from you. There's two ways to do it. You can either email us. Our email address is enhancementtalent316 at gmail.com. That's enhancementtalent316 at gmail.com. Or do what everybody else does. Uh, and join our Facebook fan book, our Facebook fan page. Uh, we have eclipsed a hundred members of our Facebook fan page. How 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 you guys feel about that? That's awesome. We are in the triple digits, officially. Very um, very awesome. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, we do, and uh, it's a great community. We have people posting here and there. You can post memes, poll questions, show suggestions, jokes, whatever the hell you want to post. It's a great community that we have. Uh, we want you to be a part of it. So just look up the Enhancement Talent on Facebook, click the Join button, and you'll be there. And also, on whichever platform you listen to the show, just click the Subscribe button or the Join button. Uh, that helps us out a lot. Also, leave us a review, preferably a five-star one. Uh, that helps us out as well. All right. So, four. The Warsaw Blonde himself, Adam Kolavik, and for the other half of the fabulous Lopez cousins, Dr. Bob Lopez, I am Tony Lopez. We will see you guys again next week. Have a happy and safe week. Until then, bye-bye. Dean is a handsome boy. Handsome, handsome boy.